everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of our Let's Talk Dairy podcast. I'm your host, Brian Burke, Editor-in-Chief of Dairy Foods Magazine. I thank you for joining this event. Today, we have a special holiday treat. Although one person always joins us on our podcast, I'm pleased to announce we have not two, but we have three people joining us today. Um, we really hit the trifecta this time. Uh, and joining us are Dr. Samuel Alcane, uh, Director of the Northeast Dairy Foods Research Center, uh, Research Center, and an associate professor in the Food Science Department at Cornell University, as well as Julia Summerdean of Labby and Jen Smith, Director of Cornell University's Grow and Why program. Dr. Dr. Samuel Alcane's area of expertise are dairy microbiology, brewing, food safety, microbial uh, fermentations, and protective cultures and enzymes. Dr. Alkane's research focuses on developing technologies that improve the quality and safety of fermented dairy products. Dr. Alkane moderated a panel during the recent Grow NY Food and Ag Summit about traditions and alternatives in protein production. He has also written for Dairy Foods Magazine on several occasions for its culturally speaking article. In addition, his team at Cornell won the IDFA's inaugural Food Safety Award in 2017. Dr. Alkane is also CEO and co-founder of Norway, which upcycles yogurt whey through for fermentation into an electrolyte-rich, tart, lightly alcoholic Nordic seltzer that is now available in stores across New York. Julia Summerdean is CEO and co-founder of Boston-based Labby, an MIT startup, which develops milk quality testing right on the farm, helping to replace antiquated methods. Julia and her team are building next-generation technology to help the industry transform its milk testing business and provides fast, accurate, and affordable solutions for dairy farms. And Jen Smith is director of Cornell University's Grow NY program, which includes an annual $3 million food and agricultural startup competition, an ag tech hardware accelerator, and activities supporting the cultivation of upstate New York's regional agri-food ecosystem. And very important to dairy industry, the Grow NY program has received funding to help build a runway for dairy product innovators utilizing milk in New York and the Northeast, preparing, uh, preparing them to get their products into market, to scale, and to apply for grants and investments to grow their business. It will launch in 2023. Julian, uh, Dr. Alkane, I, I know you have a common connection with Cornell, both working with a few professors there on milk quality testing and standards. And Jen has also collaborated with Dr. Alkane and met Julia in March. But I could be wrong here, but I think it's safe to say this is probably the first meeting for all three of you together at the very same time. So <laughs> if I hope that's true. If not, I really got that off. But uh, <laughs> any, either way, I want to thank you all for joining me. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Okay, great. Um, Dr. Alcano, I, I want to start with you. Um, how can dairy processors meet the needs of consumers on an innovation standpoint while also meeting net zero sustainability, which is a major focus of dairy plants today? Yeah, and I'll, you know, I kind of come at this as a, as a microbiologist and product developer. I think it really, you know, begins with looking at the full life cycle of your portfolio and realizing that, you know, some of our byproducts here in the dairy industry that are really causing those net zero challenges um, are really opportunities for us for innovative new products here. Yeah. We're, we're so focused on protein in the dairy industry that I think we forget that we've got all these other great valuable components. We've got minerals and vitamins, right? If we look at the, the growth of say ultra filtered milk, right? Like Fairlife milk, it's a lot of milk permeate that's produced out of that, right? 
um, that they don't know what to do with, but it's also really rich in minerals. And so along came, right, Michelle McBride with Good Sport um, and really realized and, and did some research showing that the minerals, right, in this milk permeate are much more bioavailable than the minerals you might get uh, in a sports beverage that has added powder, right? So that was a huge opportunity. They've launched that product. It's doing great in market. We see people doing similar things with like the waste from Greek yogurt. Uh, you've got companies like uh, Superfrau and Spare Tonic that are taking these byproducts, you know, that are waste, causing these net zero sustainability challenges and really turning them into value added beverages for the market. So I think, I think that's a, a great place where you can meet both the innovation that your consumers need, as well as starting to then tackle those those net zero sustainability goals that you have as a company. You know? And then, you know, outside of that, there, there are other, you know, other ways to then, you know, think about your byproducts as far as, you know, water recapture and how you can use that back within your facility, right, by implementing certain filtration technologies, and then thinking about packaging waste and ways we can recycle that to be uh, repurposed in, in other parts, to be used in other parts of your, of your facility. But for me, you know, I, again, I, I think a key opportunity for dairy, because we have so many byproducts, is really looking at how to innovate with those, those streams to make new products. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a huge topic. And I think, obviously, I think it's fair to say I speak to a lot of dairy plants <laughs> in my profession. Uh, and this is a really big topic they're coming up with. And they, they keep mentioning to me how important it is to them. But it's also, some of them ask me, how do I get there? You know, I mean, we have a plan, but how do I get there? So, so thank you. That's, uh, that's really important. And I wanted to ask you also about your your expertise, um, so we switch topics, is the best practices for processors regarding quality and safety of dairy fermented products. Can you give us some information there? Yeah, again, uh, you know, kind of high level, when we think about, you know, microbial, you know, quality and safety, and, and our dairy products in general, right, they're living systems that, you know, they're changing every day. And so, you know, for best practice, what you really want is to develop quality and food safety programs that are dynamic systems and they're not static ones that that sit on a shelf or on a binder that no one looks at you know most of the the large dairy companies that i see that are are really making an impact are really proactive in reviewing the the data that they're getting from their end process testing from their finished product testing and their environmental testing and actively looking for trends and then looking at new technologies to help them better understand what's going on like for example uh, we've done a couple of projects now with companies that are looking at, you know, whole genome sequencing of their their in process samples to get a better baseline of what the microbial communities are there, and then using that to monitor them over time to see, you know, can they detect changes that might then indicate, you know, a bad quality outcome or a bad safety outcome, right? And I think it's still in its in its early days, but there are a number of companies that are going down that route, um, and then on top of that. Right. Uh, there are companies that are trying to link these microbial quality programs to other new technologies that provide real time data. So, like, you know, some of the information you get from Julia's company here, right, providing your real time data on the right, the chemical and nutritional composition of the milk. If you have that data in real time, can you link that to this, you know, this microbial information and to really get a holistic picture of what's going on? Uh, with the quality of your products and can that that information be predictive right so you can identify problems early on and respond to them, and I think the companies are kind of pushing in that path that kind of you know industry 4.0 um, is kind of the way to go. Um, 
and I think we'll we'll continue to evolve into into better and better practices for the industry. Okay, great information there. Um, and, and last question for you, we're putting you on the spot here based on your uh, 2019 article, but uh, that you wrote in Dairy Foods. But I'm really fascinated by it. That, that's why I wanted to to bring it up to you. It it's the um, the marriage of dairy and alcohol. It, it, it's and and you mentioned you actually used the words untapped market. So we're, we're going three years ago. Um, so I'm wondering, has any of this market been tapped since that time? And and why or why not? And can it be? Yeah, we are beginning to see the untapping. Right, the the flow is just coming. We're just you know pulling the tap. But yeah, uh, the the marriage of dairy and alcohol is is really beginning to to get some speed. We can look at. Um, uh, wayward spirits out in Oregon. So Emily over there, she's taking uh, the permeate leftover from uh, cheese production, and then she's fermenting that, distilling that. And she, I think, she just won uh, the California Dairy Accelerator competition uh, just a couple weeks ago, right? And she's out in market on the West Coast. We've got uh, Omen McDonald over at uh, Dairy Distillery in Ottawa, uh, where they're taking the the permeate leftover from ultra filtered milk. And they're fermenting that and distilling that into a, a vodka. And they've also come out with a line of cream liqueurs, which are really doing well there across the border. And then, you know, not to not to toot my own horn too much, right? Uh, but then we've also got my product, Norway, uh, where we're taking the whey leftover from Greek yogurt production, and we're fermenting that and taking, you know, 100% of that whey, uh, flavoring it up, putting it into a can to make this really light, refreshing, tart, alcoholic, what we call a hard Nordic seltzer. Uh, that we launched into market this April uh, across Western New York with Wegmans and a couple other grocery stores. And, and that work, that innovative work, right, helped get us into this whole Grow New York competition where we're, you know, we're up hoping to, to win some, some more funding to take us more regionally here as we go forward. We've got, all of those products have, have had great responses in the market. And I think, uh, you know, there's more to come in that whole alcohol space. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it, uh, and and the future really looks uh, really looks interesting for that. So I'm really um, glad to get your your take on that. And it's I, it's probably five o'clock somewhere, right? Uh, right. The alcohol part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, not yet. Not until after this podcast is over. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we mix them together. Just sometimes we mix the products <laughs> together. So like you know, I, I met up uh, this summer with Emily in in Portland. Right. And it was like, all right, here's a here's a shot of the wayward spirits into right a, a can of, of Norway to kind of pop it up as a, you know, a mixed you know, cocktail. And you, know, you, you get those kind of fun things. So I, I again, I, I think we're right. beginning to see the that alcohol door open and it's a new space for dairy. And I, I think it's an opportunity to grow. Yeah, no doubt. This is a, a new area where where dairy can go. And um, and it's very exciting. Um, Julia, let, let's uh, switch to you. Um, let's look at Labby, um, whom you represented at the Grow NY Food and Ag Summit. Um, can you tell us about how you implement technology to measure in real time the fat and protein content, as well as a somatic cell count of each drop of milk? Great, great. Thank you. Um, so my team and I have been working really hard for the past few years. Um, so it was a great reward to be recognized by the Grow New York Selection Committee. Thanks to Jen and her team, uh, they have done a great job. So for the audience who's not familiar with the Labby, I want to say we are an ag tech startup, brings rapid milk testing technology to the farm, help industry transform its milk testing business by providing fast, reliable, and affordable solutions for the dairy industry. Um, why it matters? 
lots of people ask that because milk quality gives direct indicator to of animal health, feed efficiency, and many more as uh, Dr. Orchid just said. Traditionally, all these tests are done inside a dairy testing lab. As you might imagine, the process is uh, both time consuming and labor intensive, and also often human um, prone to human errors. Yet one of the big complications is the lack of real-time data, milk data, which cause industry issues to the dairy industry as a whole in every part of the supply chain from farmers all the way to dairy processing facilities. Uh, so we're hoping to change that. Uh, over the years, we have developed mobile spectroscopy technology enhanced by machine learning. So our technology analyzes the light interaction from the fluorescence within milk at molecular level. Uh, our uh, optical inline sensing hardware can examples can sample and analyze the milk uh, once integrated with the current milking systems, providing data, milk data, real time and automatically. The data will be analyzed in uh, on the cloud and providing critical milk quality information. As you said, milk butter fat, protein, and somatic cell count. Uh, that results available uh, real time via your smart via smartphone or desktop. Uh, this will reduce the time and the labor needed uh, to plug the examples and test milk examples. Okay, great, great. And is there any, um, Julie, is there any more information you could provide about your technology and why specifically for dairy processors, because that's obviously who we cover, um, it, it, why it's so important for that and what we, and also what we might see from you in the future that could also benefit dairy processors down the road? It is a great question. We have a see, uh, we have a young and more educated generation looking for better food and increasingly care about the clean and green environment and animal welfare. We have heard that over and over. So the short answer is, answer is uh, sustainability for the environment and the transparency to rebuild consumer trust. Um, it's worth to point out just three years ago, um, people had telling me to remove the sustainability, sustainability words in my page. They said, Julia, take that words out because it's dirty words. It's too fluffy, doesn't mean anything. Well, we have seen that attitude change fast in the past three years, right? Uh, dairy processors need to embrace that those changes faster than ever. Uh, our solution helps create a healthier herd that produce better milk for consumers while reduce carbon footprint from milk testing related transportations. Um, and I also think on the other hand, our solution enables reliable and high quality and frequent milk data. Without the daily, weekly, and the monthly milk data from each animals, both farmers and processors now have records of reliable and continuous data about animal health status throughout the entire lactations, rather than just one data point for the entire month. And I think we all agree better data enables better control. And for dairy farmers, it means better economic outcomes, enhanced productivity, and a much improved work-life balance. And that will in turn benefit the dairy processors as well. Um, that means they have a better, uh, it means better resource of high quality milk for high quality dairy products. 
from a food safety point of view, it also means early identification of potential problems, making adjustment quickly, preventing problem going unchecked, which ultimately protect, protect their brands and rebuild the consumer confidence in dairy product. Uh, so in the long run, uh, long term, we see ourselves Labby providing industry um, with milk quality and animal welfare certificates to build the trust and efficiency. Okay, great. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for all that information and best of luck with that. And we're, we're excited to see where the future goes uh, for your company. So, um, so great. Great. Um, and um, like Jen, I'm going to come to you now. I think I've made you wait a long time. So uh, I'm going to give you the floor to say whatever you need and you could take as much time as you need for this. Okay. Um, I, I thank you for being patient, but, but seriously, uh, can you tell us uh, well, first about the, the Grow NY Summit, but also in detail, you're announcing an initiative that's um, specifically uh, going to be beneficial to the dairy industry um, next year. So uh, can you tell us, we're, we're excited, this is our holiday edition, we're excited about stuff coming in 2023. So can you tell us about both of those things? Absolutely. So I'm here because, you know, the two the two folks you're interviewing are both founders of startups that are members of Grow New York's fourth cohort of finalists. Grow New York is a food and ag startup competition that's designed to attract innovation into the existing agri-food ecosystem in upstate New York. We have a long tradition of farming here, a lot of working farmland. We also have a lot of food production facilities. Um, we have packaging and distribution expertise. So using the energy of startups to continue to maintain a leadership role for upstate New York in that kind of end-to-end -end food system. And any early stage high growth potential startup working anywhere from the furthest upstream soil health technology all the way down to a novel um, package product like Sam's that you might go into the grocery store and pull off the shelf, are eligible to apply. We will open our fifth round of competition in the spring and you can sign up at grow-ny.com to, uh, to be the first to know when we announce the application open date. This year we had 390 applications from around the world. We screened down to 20 finalists. We put them through a really intensive business development phase. And in the live pitch, we're recording this right before the live pitch. So Sam and Julia will both be there on stage telling the community and the live pitch judges why their business is going to um, grow quickly and sustainably and add jobs and opportunity to the regional ecosystem. So super excited about that. Something we're working on, you know, Grow New York is a state funded program. Um, it's actually regionally funded by the Finger Lake, Central New York, and the Southern Tier, again, areas that, that have a, a lot of dairy farming. Um, and so we're always looking for ways to build out this pipeline that Grow New York uh, calls for, right? So Grow New York is for companies that are at, a, a, you know, kind of pre-growth, but ready to grow quickly. What happens if you have an idea, but it's really just a back of the envelope sketch for an idea. Um, what happens if you're a dairy farmer and you know you want to play with some innovative value add possibilities, but you don't kind of don't know where to begin. So the dairy innovation runway and competition that we're going to be launching next year 
um, is is a way to focus on the dairy industry to build out kind of the the chunks of that pipeline to grow New York. So uh, it, we have a, an initiative that's funded by the New York Dairy Promotion Board, and we also have an initiative that's funded by the Northeastern Dairy Business Innovation Center, which is USDA funding. With both of those, we'll be able to take uh, pre-entrepreneurs, right, ideators who, again, have an idea about a product, or maybe they've had some kitchen um, sink uh, testing, prototyping of their product, we can get them in, give them some fundamentals around uh, customer discovery and business development, really kind of boot camping them so that they can think uh, effectively about commercialization of their products, but thereby addressing the biggest reason for product failure, which is lack of product fit and market demand. Um, we'll have a dairy product incubator that that gives technical and business support and coaching to, uh, to dairy innovators. We'll have an accelerator that gives access to Cornell's Food Processing Dairy Lab for prototyping and small batch product development. And then we'll have a competition where there's a smaller purse prize than, um, than Grow New York, but where there's funding available for, uh, for folks that have gone through and, and have a product that they're ready to scale with, ready to manufacture, um, you know, at scale, bring them in, leverage the resources we have, um, and, and give them some funding to help develop their business. Our plan is to have that competition dovetail with the Grow New York competition next year. So it's still for, for um, innovators that are a little bit earlier than might be suitable for Grow New York, where we're looking for, for folks that are ready to scale quickly, uh, but it can help uh, develop the the strength in their business to be able to apply for a program like Grow New York in the following year and years. And obviously there's a, a whole host of different challenges and competitions out there that are looking for ways to draw innovation into the national agri-food system. So we believe that uh, that that this dairy product innovation runway and competition will help seed dairy companies into that into that kind of um, universe of different funding that's out there. One thing I'll add is I you know I talked about dairy product and this really is focused uh, as a way to increase the utilization of of milk throughout the Northeast uh, for for ideators and companies that are working on, other kinds of solutions for the dairy industry, right? Not necessarily about utilization of milk or milk co-products, uh, but instead companies like Julia's where there's tech that's going to support the dairy industry. We do have the ag tech hardware accelerator that we run, and that can be a, a really profound um, assist, especially for folks that are working in, uh, in dairy research it can be very helpful uh, to to them in in getting them from again concept to commercialization. So I would suggest that folks check out grow-ny.com if they're interested in any of these programs. We've actually been running the hardware accelerator for a few years now, so we we know that 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 one works and is is great for priming people for further growth 
and we're excited to add some some dairy innovation specific programming next year. And and Sam's been a, a big part of putting the proposals for these initiatives together and helping us to to see that funding. And, and Sam will be one of the kind of leads in terms of the the business and the technical coaching that we're offering to participants. Sam, did I get it right? What did I miss? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, I'm yeah, I'm here to help drive right innovation and sustainability in dairy systems and, and provide my knowledge and expertise right as as the Cornell professor. So I want to see a thousand different little types of Norwells out there. Yeah. And I'd like to add something. So Jen, I would say this uh, Grow New York program is not just well organized, it's the most uh, impact-driven program, accelerator program I have seen. You know, the really the in, impact starts from onboarding process, right? You know, be connected with the local resources, companies, it provides a huge, uh, huge value to the startups like ours. So thank you. That is so kind of you to say, Julia. Thank you very much. We really strive to make participation not just about winning that prize money, but that it should be valuable regardless of the level that you get to. And that's true for applicants. You know, anybody that applies, we offer to have a one-on-one -on -one session about, okay, here's the delta between, you know, where you are and somebody that we're selecting as a finalist. Here's what you may want to think about. Here are some resources um, that that might help you. And, you know, we do that at the finalist to winner stage as well. So the idea here is that we're attracting people into New York's innovation ecosystem. Um, and regardless of the level of progress that they make in the Grow New York program, we're helping them see themselves operating in the region by giving them the support they need to do so. I, I just want to echo that because uh, I, I had actually gone through the Grow New York program back in, in 2020. And I think really at that time, we were, you know, Norway was really just a, you know, I had written articles around alcohol in dairy. Um, and it was really just a concept and, and maybe it probably would have fit better now with this whole uh, dairy, you know, business incubator program that we're talking about now is probably what I needed. But luckily, we, you know, we got into the finals of Grow New York and we didn't place, right? Um, but the feedback from that was incredibly helpful. And it also, all that prep helped because then a few weeks later, we were in a, another smaller commercialization competition called Fusub, which also, right, helps kind of drive innovative products here in, in New York, sometimes more tech driven. And not always ag focus, but because of all the the advice and pitching experience that we got in Grew New York, we won that one, and that really then allowed us to step up, have a little bit of funding, scale up Norway, you know, show that we had some market, uh, uh, you know, interest, and that got us back into Grow New York now for for 2022. So, yeah, you know, that's it, it's a great ecosystem that that Jen and, and the team at Crea have have all put together. So. And we've actually seen a couple of teams go on to win prize money uh, after having competed a previous year and, and not placed. So there's there's a track record of, of that, too. Well, well great. And um, thanks. It's all such great information. And um, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Alkana, Julie and Jen. Um, be sure to check back for our next chapter of Dairy Foods. Let's talk dairy podcast. That is going to be on a great topic diversity, equity, inclusion. That's going to be coming up in January. So um, I thank you all for joining me and I appreciate all this uh, wonderful information. And we are all for helping the dairy industry and uh, you all are doing great things to uh, move us forward as an industry. 
Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having us. It was great. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian.